Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many of you in here are alive? Not just breathing, but you're alive. Alive in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. I like to hear a good shout. You know, the, the, the Bible says God, God raises up in our midst with a shout. Why are you so quiet? <laughs> I know it's, what is it, uh, January 18th, and it's, we got cold weather coming. It's going to be here before you know it. And uh, we'll take a little bit, amen? You know what? This is the day the Lord has made, and he's made it just for me, and I'll rejoice in it, and I'll be glad in it, whether it's cold, hot, whatever it is. I learned that from my dad. You know what? Dad, he was just happy as, you know, he was just a happy man. You know why? Because he trusted God. Amen. We went through a lot of things in our life and our families and, you know, everybody has a story. But, you know, you can go through things and you can come out either beat up or come out in the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus came through the wilderness in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. So there's no charge for that. But uh, I appreciate Pastor Rusty inviting me to, to minister this afternoon, uh, and uh, I really count it an honor to be able to speak to you guys tonight. And uh, just laying in bed early this morning, the Lord just began to speak to me about uh, people needing rescue. Amen. I, I know uh, Brother Roland asked if anybody needed prayer tonight, and everybody, you know, just didn't come up, everybody's cool, everybody's doing good. But you know, there, there comes some times in your life when you need a rescue. And the direction you're going isn't right. And you know it's not right, because you know it in your heart and you know it in your spirit. And, and uh, you know, I was, I was hunting with my buddy, Brother Jeff, this weekend, that's why I wasn't in church, so please forgive me. But how uh, to thank God for grace and mercy, amen. But, uh, and all dad sheep. I got to shoot one of those. That was fun. But whatever that is, huh? <laughs> but anyway, we, we had a great time. We had a great time of fellowship together and hanging out. But uh, Jeff took me to this place in the afternoon, and it was a pretty good walk. It was about like walking from here to 61st Street. Maybe not quite that far. It was a pretty good little haul. So he took me out there, and I walked back, and everything was cool. I had a little motorbike, got me back to the truck that I needed to go to. Well, I was supposed to go the next morning, and we're, we're in the hills of Texas. I mean, we're at about 2,500 feet. It's gorgeous. It's actually absolutely beautiful, but it's pitch black. He says, do you think you can make it back to the blind this time? Oh, yeah, sure, you know. You got me, Mr. Mr. Hunter over here, you know, Mr. Boy Scout, Mr. Royal Ranger. And uh, so I took off, and, you know, because it's such a long walk, I thought, if I just stay in this trail right here, I'll be just fine to stay in this right-hand trail because I got to go up and I go past the first road, take a right, go to the next road, and I forgot. And instead of taking another right, I took a left. I took a left at Albuquerque. And I was lost. And I was lost. I mean, I knew the sun was coming up. I kind of had an idea where I was. Uh, I had my cell phone. Thank God for cell phones. And, and I, I called my buddy. Of course, he didn't answer. <laughs> 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 I 
But you know, Jesus called people that didn't know him, he called them lost. And being lost isn't a good feeling. Amen. You, you know, uh, I remember one time, I think it was with Brother George, we were, we were just going right here to go hunting Galveston one time, and the fog was like it's been the last couple of days. And it, it's not a real long walk, and we got to walking out toward the pond, and the, we got in these reeds. Remember that? We got in these real high reeds, and we were lost. We might as well have been on Mars. We didn't know. We had to wait for the, for the uh, fog to lift up a little bit so we could find our way. But there's something about when, when you lose your way, and you begin to, to, to begin to be, have a feeling of, of just being lost and not knowing what to do. Thank God I knew I, knew I was going to find my way back because I, you know, I, I knew I hadn't wandered away too far. But it's just a terrible feeling. And, and like I say, when, in, this morning as I was praying, I just had that word in my heart that, that there's some people that just need some rescue from being lost. Some, there's some things you're going through in life that maybe aren't working out the way you thought they would. And, you really don't see a way out. Maybe it's a job. Maybe, maybe it's a relationship or something like that. So if you would, let's, let's go to the Word of God here in Matthew in chapter 14. And we're going to start in verse 22, and it says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Jesus had just fed the 5,000 it was 5,000 men. It was probably almost close to 15,000 people that were fed because there was men, women, and children in this meeting. And uh, so it was a miraculous uh, meal that Jesus fed everybody. And he sent his disciples, he told his disciples, go get in the boat and go to the other side. Jesus is the word, amen. So this is a word from God. This is what I want you to do. This is where I want you to go. And I think it's really cool that Jesus hung around and just kind of fellowship with everybody and send everybody off. Hey, you all right? Everything cool? You get enough to eat? Enjoy those fish tacos? All right, you know, I really like that, man. Jesus is just cool. But I like it that his heart was for the people. He wanted to make sure the people were fed and taken care of. But then it says, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. His priority was always to get back with the Father and to pray. Even in ministry, you know, sometimes we're tired, we get wore out, we, we, we go, we run, we travel, things like that. It, it can be taxing on you, but always take time to spend some time with God. Jesus, Jesus had preached for, I think, three or four days, and, and, and he preached so long that the, he was, they were concerned that the people were going to leave. They hadn't eaten in three days, and he was concerned the people were going to leave and faint in the way, so he, God supernaturally supplied food for everybody. You don't think he was wore out after that meeting? I don't know if you've been in any three or four day meetings. You know, I'm sure Jesus taught as long and as hard as he could. Amen. And miracles and signs and wonders are taking place. And when that's happening, people are coming from out of the woodwork to come get healed and set free. Amen. And so, but Jesus took the time to send people away. To, he was interested in people, but he also knew he had a priority to hear from his father. And he, the Bible says he went away and he began to pray. And it says as evening came, he, he, he prayed, and it says, uh, and, he, and uh, he was alone. Verse 24 says, and the ship, the ship that, that he had sent out, the ship was now in the midst of the sea and tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary or against it, and it was the fourth watch of the night. It was between, it was almost four o'clock in the morning. So Jesus, I believe, I don't know that Jesus prayed till four o'clock in the morning, 
But I believe the Holy Spirit got him up and said, you need to go take care of those boys. Something's coming against your word. God, Jesus gave them a destiny and a destination. And he said, I want you to cross this lake and go to the other side. I need you to go to Gennesaret. I'll be there in a minute. And they were doing what Jesus was telling them to do. And guess what? They ran into some opposition. They ran into some wind. They ran into some waves. And it looked like they were going to perish. But thank God for Jesus. Amen? Amen. And it was the fourth watch of the night. And Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Listen, Jesus can get to you wherever you are. There's no place you can go. David said, where can I go from your presence, O God? I don't care how far down you've gone. I don't care how rough your life has been. I like Corey Ten Boone said that, that, uh, that, that, that there's no life or no, nothing so hard or terrible in life that God's grace and his arms are not deeper still to reach down and pull us up. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So there, there's things that we go through in life that are tough. And we can come to church and we can put on super Christian face and our super Christian, you know, uh, uh, cape and all that and everybody put on a a good facade but listen i know there's people that have problems amen am i in the right place because when people stop having problems our church is no good anymore don't get much amen on that jesus is the answer but sometimes we have to recognize the answer it says this it says For the disciples saw him walking on the sea. Notice he was walking above the problems. He was walking above the sea that was trying to drown him. He was walking through the wind. Amen. He was walking on the sea and they were troubled saying it is a spirit and they cried out for fear. Sometimes we don't, fear will stop us from receiving our miracle, from receiving our, our, our rescue. God wants to rescue us, but many times we think, you know what? I, I don't think you're the right person to rescue me. Sometimes Jesus uses different types of vehicles and people to get the answer to us that we need our rescue from. He might not necessarily use Pastor Rusty or me or somebody else, but God can get the answer to you any way he sees fit. But you have to be willing to recognize it. Jesus came to these guys and they didn't recognize the answer. But straight Ray, Jesus spoke to him. He said, be of good cheer. It is I. One translation says this. He said, I am. Amen. I am what? I'm whatever you need. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Now notice the first thing that he addresses is fear. Many times when we need a rescue, when we're going through stuff, the the biggest thing that's, that's just in our face and screaming and hollering is fear. And fear will paralyze you. And fear will stop you from doing what God has called you to do if you let it. There's always going to be something contrary to come against you to try to stop you from doing what God's called you to do and be what God's called you to be. Amen. I I amen that myself. (laughs) And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, come on. Wow. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Listen, Peter walked on the water. Amen. This is the only place in the Bible where we see Peter walked on the water. Now, we're not going to have Bible school classes or teaching on how to walk on the water. If Jesus tells you to walk on the water, step on out. 
Amen. But uh, don't, you know, don't try to walk on the water if God's not speaking to you. Amen. Paul was, Paul was what, two weeks in a storm out in the Mediterranean, and he didn't walk on the water, but he got a word from, he got a rescue from God. The angel of the Lord stood beside him and said, be of good cheer. <laughs> when you're going through a storm, be of good cheer. When you're sick in your body and you're going through pain, be of good cheer. That's, that just sends different messages into your body that your body isn't wondering where that's coming from. Instead of feeling sorry for yourself and having a pity party, just start, start being, praise God, thank God I'm coming out of this. There's a rescue for me. But notice verse 30 says, but when Peter, when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink and he cried out to the Lord saying, Lord, save me. Now you know this for a fact. If the wind's blowing too hard, you can't walk on water. See, a lot of things we believe just, it don't amount to just good old Texas colloquialism, don't amount to a hill of beans. But we believe it and it stops us from having everything God wants us to have. Sometimes we are afraid of success. Come on, Alan, preach it, brother. How do, listen, success means you have more responsibility. I love what, what, what Brother Paul Trokel came here and talked about. Increase your capability and God will give you more ability to go and do what he's called you to do. Amen. I mean, that, that hit home to me. I mean, this guy's writing a book in Swahili. Say what? I can't even say hardly hot Swahili. And, and, you know, we're called to preach in Latin America and I'm still learning Spanish. I'm a slow learner. But I'm going to pick it, pick it up. That, that, that spoke to my heart to pick it up because I'm a lot more effective if I can speak that language, amen, and speak, speak the heart language of these people than I'm out there with a bunch of interpreters that change up what I'm saying. That happens. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We, we need to be everything that we can do, do everything we can do naturally, these guys did everything they could do. They were oaring the boat. They were sailing the boat. They were, they were doing everything they could do to get across and do what God's called them to do. Amen. But there came a point when everything they could do wasn't going to get them to where they needed to go. They needed help from Jesus. But let's do our part. Let's do what we can do. Let's go where we can go. Let's go to the open doors that we have. If the open door is just a jail, go to jail. If the open door is a hospital, go to the hospital. If the open door is a Sunday school class in here, teach a Sunday school class. But go where God has opened the door to you and get in there and teach the word of God and let see people grow and you will grow. That might be your rescue right there. Hallelujah. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. Here we go again. He was afraid. And he cried out and, and he began to sink. See, I, I think there's people in here that you're dealing with fear. Fear is so rampant in society today. There, there, there's, I mean, we, we watched the news today and, and uh, somebody came, came into, over to the house and, and we were sitting in there and they said, what are you watching? I said, the good news. I said, turn this off. <laughs> Amen. 
But there's so much negativity. There's so much rhetoric out there that's so negative that if you're not careful, you get caught up in it. Amen. Turn the TV off. Here's why, like, like Brother Roland said, I got to agree with it. Set your cell phone down. You don't have to know what's going on every second of every day. So much of that stuff is just the wind blowing. I, 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 I like to surf. Me and, me and Pastor Rusty surf a lot. With, and uh, I went to California one time. I was about 16, 17 years old, and I was young and vivacious, you know. And uh, we went down to this spot, and and. In California, you have to get there real early because the crowds are just, it's like Disneyland out in the water. I mean, there, there's some spots that'll have over 1,500 people in the water. And, and so my cousin was real gun-ho and we, we got with him and we drove down to the, to the beach and uh, got there about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what, what are we doing? And uh, you could hear the waves, but you really couldn't see them. So uh, finally, the, the sun started coming up and we got in the water and started paddling out. It was, the water temperature was 48 degrees. It was freezing cold. And I had a little surfboard about this big. And I paddled out, and, and we paddled out probably 300 yards off the beach. And uh, I saw a couple of waves coming. I thought, man, that looks kind of interesting. And they were building up real big, you know. And, and uh, two guys there that were local guys, they just started paddling for their life. And I thought, oh, I think I'll paddle. <laughs> and these waves were coming in, and, the, and the, the closer they got, the higher they got, and the higher they got, and the higher. And by the time they got to me, they were, I don't know, maybe 14, 15 foot, huge, and with a cold wind blowing. And, and I'm paddling like this on my little surfboard, and I look up, and I'm going, oh, my God. And the wave pitched out, and where I am, the wave hit right here. And it was about this thick. And I went from being on the surface of the water to being underwater about 30 feet just like that. And it drug me 100 yards underwater. And it dun da da dun da da dun It's like getting tackled in the NFL by the whole team. And so I, finally I came up and I said, I guess that's about the worst that can happen to me. <laughs> but <laughs> that was a real smart idea. <coughs> But I learned if I wanted to survive those things, I had to get out in a little deeper water. And there's a lot of waves on the horizon that are, that are coming up and they're ominous. And people are seeing, people of the spirit are seeing them. And they're saying, oh my God, there's a wave coming. There's a set of waves coming. Well, just get closer to Jesus. Get, get, get out in the deep water with him. And that wave won't, won't des destroy you. It'll go past you. Because what the waves, they come up where it's shallow. And where it's shallow, they break, and that's where you get all the power from them. So stay close to Jesus. Amen. Praise God. That was for somebody. But notice this. It says, and when they saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. When I saw that wave, I was afraid. I took a beating. But I learned a lesson, amen, a hard one. And he, and he was beginning to sink, and he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. He was going through a problem. He was sinking. He was doing the supernatural. He was walking on the water supernaturally, and he got his eyes off of Jesus. 
He got his eyes off the word and he got his eyes on the circumstances that were around him. He got his eyes on the wind that was blowing. And when he did that, he began to sink. But he did one thing. He cried out, Lord, help me. Jesus, save me. That might be all it takes for you tonight. Peter was humble enough to cry out to Jesus and say, man, I'm, I'm in a mess. I'm in a problem. Jesus, help me. Notice this, it says, and Jesus, I love this, and Jesus, um, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and he caught him and he said unto them, O he of little faith, wherefore ha has you doubt? The, the uh, Passion Translation says, why did you... Uh, why did you let your doubt win? Because there be, there's always a battle between doubt and faith. Doubt and faith. Hang on to faith. Starve your doubts to death. Get in the word of God. Feed your faith with the word of God. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing tonight, whatever it is you need a rescue from tonight, listen, get the word of God. Jesus is here. And he's saying, listen, I'm here to pull you up. You say, you might think, well, I've gone down too far. He will immediately come to you if you'll call on him. I've got a scripture here and uh, I brought my passion translation. I can't live without that, huh? I'm gonna read this one here first. Psalms 138. It's about verse three or four. It says this and it says, and the very moment I called out to you, you answered me. Hello? Yeah. See, a lot of times, listen, why do we think we can serve God with our mouth shut? You know, how, you know how we preach in this church? How important your words are, how important it is for you to vocalize. And listen, it's not sinful to have a need. So, well, I don't have no need. Oh, God, come on. You know, Jesus had a need on the cross. Didn't he? He said, he said, I thirst. He asked for something to drink. It's okay to ask. Jesus, Jesus said you have not because you ask not. So many times we let our spiritual pride just keep our mouth shut. I'm afraid if I admit that I've got a problem, if I have a situation, if, I, if I'm sinking, if I say that, man, people are going to think bad of me. But you're headed headlong into trouble. And Jesus is here tonight, and he's saying, call out to me. At the very moment I called out to you, you answered me, and you strengthened me deep within my soul. See, your soul is your mind and your will and emotions, and, and God can come in and strengthen your soul. That's where the battlefield is. That's where the doubt comes in. It comes into your mind when we try to figure all this stuff out, and it's not working. I preach in jail all the time. There's like 12 to 1,500 inmates in Galveston County Jail. Every one of them thought their plan was going to work. Yeah. There ain't a person in jail right now didn't think they'd get caught. Or else they wouldn't have done it. I'll let you meditate on that. But at the very moment I called out to you, you answered me and you strengthened me from within my soul and breathed fresh courage into me. Listen, you need to have some courage in these last days. Don't let the devil just run over you like, like a dog in the road. 
You stand your ground. You stand in faith. You speak in faith. Amen. You speak to your mind. You take authority over your mind. A lot of people, you know, we, I, I'm starting to te I'm teach a class tomorrow night. I, I'm starting to, on the authority of the believer, and I've been studying on that, so I'm switching channels back and forth while I'm preaching. But, but listen, you've got to take authority over your mind before you can go take authority over some devil. And you're going to deal with your mind your whole life. But take authority over your mind. How? By the word of God. Just cry out to God. Say, God, I need help in this area. My, my mind isn't right in this area. Wrong thinking that produces wrong faith. Right thinking will produce faith that will work for you. As long as you think that God is putting something on you to try to teach you something, you're thinking wrong. And wrong thinking is not going to get you the answer that you need. Amen. I got another one. I always got a few of these. I like this. This is uh, Psalms 46 in the, in the Passion again. It says, God, you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. God is our refuge. Hello? God is our refuge. You're a proven help in time of trouble. If you're in trouble, there's help for you. Amen. You're a proven help in time of trouble, more than enough and always available whenever I need you. Why do we just go through stuff like we go through? It's because we, we God's, God's like, I've got all this help for you anytime you're ready, you know. I got the, all these angels and the gifts of the Spirit. I got, man, I, I can bring people down from all over to come minister to you, give you word. I got this. I know how I'm going to do this. How's that working for you there, Tarzan? But now listen to this. He's, he's more than enough and always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear. Listen, God, God tonight, God is saying, listen, don't fear. Fear is what is stopping your rescue. I don't care what you're looking at. I don't care how much the bill is. I don't care what, what the situation looks like in your family. Get fear out of that situation and begin to speak faith. Even if you got to speak faith over people that aren't, nothing looks like it's working. But if you'll begin to speak the word of God, uh, Brother Hagin, he said he began to pray over his brother. His brother was backslidden. He said he prayed for him for 10 years and God revealed to him out of Ephesians chapter one and Ephesians, Ephesians chapter three. He said, if you'll pray these prayers, and he began to pray those prayers. And as he did, he said, man, I, he said, I went in and I told the elder, I said, you, I'm surprised you didn't have to come in and tell me to get in and out of the rain. Said, what have I been preaching? He said, but he began to pray those prayers. He said, he prayed those prayers for six months. So you got homework tonight. He prayed those prayers. And as he prayed those prayers, he said, the, the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation began to rise up in him. And he said, the word of God became a new book. It became alive to him. And because of that spirit of wisdom and revelation, he said, he said, I, my, my ministry grew more in six months than it did in 14 years. How many of you want to grow? How many of you want to grow out of the, 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 the mess that you're in right now? Sometimes we just got to grow out of these things. But we've got to be willing to open our mouth and recognize we need help and then call out to God and God will get that help to you. 
But it says this, so we will never fear even if every structure of support were to crumble away. Not much amen on that. We will not fear even if the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. For the roaring, uh, for the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. That's big talk, isn't it? But if we'll confess these things over ourselves, this is, this is why, why I believe Jesus told Peter, he said, O ye of little faith. Why? Because it's right there in the book of Psalms. He, Jesus probably taught on not fearing and having faith. Probably might have taught him right out of this passage right here. Amen? And then there comes a test of the word of God. Listen, this world is going to shake. But the shaking that goes on in this world is not against you. It is for you. It is for the church. Because the more the world shakes, the more people are going to be looking for a rescue. And God is calling you to be a rescue with Jesus Christ on the inside of you, with the word of God on the inside of you. He's calling you to be a lifeguard, to have your little red deal, the blood of Jesus, amen? And to be able to rescue people out of their situations. Be full of the word. Stay ready, full of the word of God, ready to give somebody an answer that needs a rescue. And you can take them right to these scriptures and say, even Peter got in trouble. And he got in trouble again. And he got in trouble again. And he got in trouble again. Because listen, if you live long enough, you're going to need plenty of rescues. How many of you know just one rescue ain't enough? <laughs> but David said this, he, over, I believe it's in Psalms 126. He, he said, he said uh, when God turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. God wants you to walk in your dream. He said our mouth was full of laughter and our heart was singing. But then down toward the end of the verse, the, the chapter, he says this. He says, do it again. Do it again. He said, like the floods in the Negev. The Negev is in the, in the southern part of Israel where the desert is. But sometimes they'd have big torrential rains and they'd have flash floods down through there. And he said, just send your blessing through here like a flash flood. Well, God healed me back in 1984. <laughs> but I really don't know if he wants to heal me now. He does. That kind of thinking is what clogs up the flow of God in our life. Well, Brother Allen, you don't know what I'm involved in. You don't know what, what kind of drama my life is tangled up in. Well, Jesus does. And Jesus isn't ashamed of you. He wasn't ashamed of Peter. And there's some people in here, I know by the Spirit of God, you're going through some stuff and you need a rescue. You, you need... So a breath of fresh air. Things have gotten tight. Things have gotten rough. I know during this, I've noticed, I've, I've been around here a long time. During this time of year, right after Christmas, and then going up in, into January, last part of January, February, it's cold, it's dark, it gets miserable, and people get cold and dark and miserable. But we don't have to be that way. And God is wanting to rescue you. You can have the best next three months of your life. What's the key? Call out to him. Say, Lord, save me. Lord, help me. Lord, forgive me. How about that one? Lord, I missed it. Lord, I need your help. 
David said he's an ever-present help in a time of need. He's ever-present. I'm going to flip back over here and I'll be done back to 138. I, I like this. Is this good? Good enough. Yeah, you know, I like to obey God. I said, look, I don't preach for me. I want to preach for you. People, people need an answer. Hallelujah. I like, I like what it says in four. I'm going to read this again up here in, I guess it's three or four. It says, at the very moment I called unto you, you answered me, and you strengthened me deep within my soul and breathed fresh courage into me. Some of y'all need some fresh courage. Some of you need your, your soul needs to be restored. Down here in verse 8, it says, you kept every promise you ever made me. That's good right there. Has God made any promises to you? Told you to go to the other side? Ran into any opposition to that? Jesus said, I'm here to pull you out. Listen to this. Since your love for me is constant and endless. Man, what can separate you from the love of God? What can separate you? I don't care what you've done in here, where you've been. God loves you. I mean, he has an agape love. That is an unconditional love. It's a love that, that listen, it's a love that doesn't do prenups. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. It's a love that, that says, I give you my I gave you everything. I gave you my life. I gave you my blood. I gave you everything. And I don't want anything in return but your love. But you, but you. Come and know me. Come and know my love. Listen, God loves us. He, his, 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 since your love for me is constant and endless, I ask you, Lord, to finish every good thing that you've begun in me. Listen, God wants us to finish our course. He wants us to run our race and finish our course with joy. I'm not an old guy. I'm a young guy. And I'm going to finish my course with joy. I'm not going to go. I, I, like, I like the way Pastor Leah, she fights it with everything she's got. <laughs> Amen. Do what you got to do. <laughs> but, but listen. He who began a good work in you, he wants to complete that work. But you have to allow him to work in your life. You have, there, there's some things that you have to quit looking at. There's some waves. There's some, there's some wind. That, 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 that had, the reason why Peter sunk is he was distracted. Quit being distracted by what's going on. The world's not going to get any better. The world's just getting crazier by the minute. Amen. I don't need to tell you that. And, it, and don't get me wrong, it's not bad to know what's going on, but it's, you have to stay focused on Jesus. The wind is blowing. The waves, the waves are, are rough. But you have to keep your focus on him. And guess what? The Bible says when Jesus pulled Peter up out of that water, and they got to the boat. It says it's immediately as they, they got in the boat, the wind ceased. The opposition stopped. Get, get as close to Jesus as you can. Get in the boat. Get, this is the boat right here. Get in the boat with Jesus. 
and you will make it to the destination that God has created you to have. Amen, Brother Frank, you come twinkle the ivories for us. Praise God. But if you're here tonight and you say, that's me, Brother Allen, I need a rescue. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have anybody really. Actually, what I'd like you to do is just bow your head a minute. Everybody, could you bow your head and close your eyes? I don't do this for salvation calls, but I, I need to do it right now because we, we want to respect you. But you say, man, I, there's something that I'm, I'm facing. I, I, need, I need to rescue. I'm into something that, that's beyond my strength. And Lord, I, I need your help tonight. If that's you, just slip up your hand. Amen. 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 Well, I'm going to pray a prayer. We're going to believe God that you're going to make it to the other side of this thing. It has an expiration date. Hello? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray over every hand that's gone up and Lord, even some hands that didn't go up. Father, I thank you right now by your spirit, Lord, you spoke this to me. And I thank you for the rescue to come now. Jesus, Lord, have mercy on us. And Lord, I thank you that right now, God, you bring an answer. You bring the answer. Thank you, Lord. I hear this. The answer is not as complicated as you think it is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I break the power of fear. Devil, you take your fear and you get out of this house in the name of Jesus. We are not afraid of you. We're not a, we have authority over you, and in the name of Jesus, fear, you go from here. In Jesus' name, you, you leave. Lord, I thank you right now, Father. Lord, as this word's gone forth, Father, we thank you that faith is risen. Lord, because faith is risen, Father, I thank you, Lord, you're pulling people up. You're pulling people up. You're pulling, come on up. Come on up. Come on up out of that. Come on up out of that water. Come on up out of that, that darkness that you're in. Come up out of that depression. Come up in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, Brother Roland, can I bother you for just a second? Just set that down a second. Listen, this is what you got to do. This is what Jesus is doing today. Come on up. Come on up. Thank you. I saw myself doing that. But that's what he, he's, he's, notice Jesus, he's not, I'm putting your head under, the, he's pulling you up. He's saying, come on up. I just wanted to do that just as a, something you could see. That's what God is wanting to do for you today. Come on up. Come on up. Let's all stand up. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and thank God that we're coming up out of this. We're coming out of this, listen, out of the traps. The traps that have been set in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. You open our eyes to see them. You speak to our hearts. Lord, we're not going to walk into some trap in Jesus' name. Not financially, not physically, not spiritually. 
Father, we thank you, Lord, here at this church, Lord. We're taught well, Father, and I thank you, Lord, because of that, Lord, our spirit is strong. I thank you for strengthening this body, Lord, as they pray, as they're in the Word of God, as, as they read the Word of God, Father. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that there is a spiritual strength in this church. Hallelujah. That it is admired, Father, in this region, Lord, for what you're doing. And Father, I thank you, you strengthen us as a body, that you bring us together, Father, in a greater way. Lord, that the blood of Jesus runs through this body. It cleanses us. It pulls out all the junk. Thank you, Lord, for a clean church. Thank you for a blessed church. Thank you for, <laughs> this is always good. Thank you for surprises, God. Surprise blessings, God, on your people, Father. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you. Amen. Want me to go ahead and pray and dismiss? Amen. Father, we thank you for this night, Lord. We just seal this by faith. We thank you, Lord, that you are our rescue. We thank you, Lord, for helping us and blessing us tonight. We thank you for being with Pastor Rusty and all that crew, Lord, protecting their going out and they're coming in. Thank you for the angels of the Lord that encamp around about us, Lord. Camp around about this body, Father. Thank you that we're safe, God. We thank you, Lord, as we go to our jobs, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we're, we are ambassadors of Christ. Lord, give us a sensitive ear and a sensitive eye to see people that need to hear the gospel. Thank you for harvest, God. Thank you for a harvest of souls. Thank you for new people. Thank you for it, Lord. We'll love them, Lord. We'll embrace them. We'll bring them into the, to the family, Father. Father, I thank you as we go forth from this place, we go forth as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, go get them. Amen. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.